When the art day gets rough, you just gotta keep on punching. And here's your Thunder Punch Daily with Jersey Droz. Today I'll offer something that I hope will serve as an antidote to flop sweats because I, I'm right there with you. There is, um, public speaking is a scary thing, right? And there's something almost even more um, dangerous feeling. It feels more dangerous when you're in a room with like say 10 to 25 students who are giving you their undivided attention and there is an implicit or hopefully explicit um, arrangement that there's going to be some kind of skill exchange going on in here. You're going to help them level up at something, right? When you're performing to a, an audience, like on a stage, usually the audience is in the dark and there is no direct measurement outside of applause or laughter or some kind of emotional response that, you know, you're really uh, connecting with them. Like you don't, like the, the connection is more vague and emotional compared to when you're working directly with students. At least that's how it feels to me when I think about it. So that's all to say. It's like if, if you feel like a little bit of nervousness about like entering a library or a classroom to work with students and you feel that little pang, I get it. And this is the antidote that I would offer. It's both an antidote and I think a sort of a, a calling is that it's not about you. Um, it is to the extent that you are bringing your experience and your approach and your style of engagement into the room. And each of us are going to do the job differently. And that's the way it should be. Um, I, I would think that like all these Thunder Punch Dailies that I've been sharing over the month of November have been more about sharing my experience to provide some context and to, to point to areas that you may or may not have considered. Right? I, I did get one nice message from somebody who said, you know, that my episode on lesson plans um, and thinking about what appealed to me as a young cartoonist was like helpful in like revealing a new way to approach lesson plans. So that, that's what, that's like the best possible scenario is get you a little bit more excited about this idea of teaching teaching your art and give some different perspective that will hopefully unlock different doors for you not to say here's the prescription do it like this but this is something i do feel pretty strongly about is that it's not about you this is a more so than art and i've gone on record to say that i think of my art as being fairly service driven in that i think about the audience a lot and i try to make something that will you know connect with that audience um although there's some expression in there but when I'm, when I'm teaching, I feel like this is much more explicitly and to a much larger degree is service-driven. Therefore, what, what, why am I pointing to all this? So you get a situation where a student is getting bored. Um, maybe they're being disruptive in the classroom a little bit, asking a lot of questions that um, don't necessarily, don't, don't seem to be obviously directly pertaining to anything that you're talking about at the moment. Um... Maybe they're, they're being a little bit uh, obstreperous. Maybe they're speaking out. Maybe they're, you know, being cheeky. Like the, the story I've told a bunch of times is like when um, I was doing a lot of my back and forth with the students with the dry erase board and one student in particular kept answering every question with the word mustaches. And now when this happens, and like and they kept saying mustaches, mustaches, and the, the room would giggle and giggle more, and you know it was it, it turned into that you could feel the dynamic tension building of 
them trying to hack the class, right? And you have a couple different ways of responding to this. It's like you could look at it as, oh, this is a threat to my authority in the room. Okay, maybe. Um, But is it so important to retain your authority over the room? Or is there a way to retain your authority by meeting the student where they are? And so when these kinds of um, disruptions occur in my classroom, I really take seriously the notion that, well, this isn't an attack on me. This is somebody playing with the dynamic of the room. And we're all complicit in this. They have a responsibility to honor the dynamic of the room, and I have a responsibility to honor the dynamic of the room. And so if I'm here to lead, which is how I think about it, I always say that I lead workshops, um, then I got to take that energy and I got to put it someplace. I got to direct it. I got to turn it into some kind of positive action in the room. And if that means that, you know, maybe I get a little sidelined and trying to figure out what this, what's the big deal with mustaches today. And by the way, the end of the story was that I, I just dropped everything and said, hey, it seems like you're all kind of fixated on mustaches today. Do you want to do some, uh, change gears and do some comics about mustaches? And the room roared with approval. And we wound up having this very joyful event that was so loud and happy that a teacher from another classroom came came to my classroom to ask what, what was going on. They were like, you're disrupting the rest of the building. <laughs> I took that as a victory. I was like, yeah, my students had a great time. Um, but the way I get to that point is by, like, when I feel that defensive urge come in, like, it's like, uh-oh, somebody's challenging me in the room, and I don't want this to go south on me. I better shut this down. All right, everybody. You know, simmer down. We got to do the work today. Well, that's a nice way of sucking the joy out of it for everybody. Um, instead, what I try to do is like, if I need to pause and have that, that awkward moment, I'll let it happen. You know, and this goes back to when I was talking about like, you know, the three second pause, give the students a chance to, to think about what you're saying. And if, if, if that starts to happen with like the kid going mustaches, mustaches, I'll be like, mustaches, huh? Tell me more. What's this about? You know, and it was a genuine sense of curiosity, not in like a, a defiant sort of like, all right, dummy, you know, you, you, you sidelined the class. Now let's give you the stage and then I'm going to shut you down with my clever wit. This is another thing. And I'm going to maybe dig on this a little bit deeper in a, in a future episode. It's this idea of like honoring the power dynamic too, is that, you know, it's like, even if a student is witty, um, you've got a lot more experience, life experience than they do. And you probably can match that wit, but where is the victory and matching wits with a, a child. I'm speaking in spe- specifically in terms of children now, but like even when you're dealing with other adults, you're dealing with adults who don't have the experience level that you have with this thing. Remember, I talk about that chasm of um, skill between somebody who's just starting out and somebody who's been doing this for a while. So right there is like, the, is there going to be any kind of, uh, you know, over-the-shoulder fish-shaking over, you know, uh, winning out a conflict of personalities in the room, I'd much rather try to integrate that and honor everybody in the room where they're at that day. Because here's the other thing, and this co- I keep coming back to this, and then I'm going to close, is that you only get to be with these people for a very short period of time. You get the, the tiniest little sliver of their lives, and you have to infer and guess at an awful lot. And if somebody's being really disruptive, then it's time to have a conversation and maybe like you know go out in the hallway or maybe wait till after class and say like, hey, you know. I'm, I'm, you know, the thing that was happening today, what's going on with that? You okay? Tell me about what's going on. Because I want, I want you to enjoy this as much as I enjoy this. And if you're not enjoying this, let's have a conversation about it, you know. 
or in the case of children talking with their parents and so on. And I've done all of those things, and it's it, it can be very uh, fruitful in giving you some extra context. So, but anyway, the main thing is like the the sort of the, the almost bromidic sort of statement, thematic statement is that. Um, I try to diminish my ego as much as possible in that room, and I'm there to lead, and I'm there to commit to the betterment of everybody in the room. Um, and so when classroom management comes up, you know, if I need to, I'll sometimes take a pause and say, not about you. It's okay. You got, you got a lot of you everywhere else. In this room, it's not about you. <laughs> All right, this is part of the Art Sound Off Challenge, artsoundoff.com, where me and my buddy Rob Stensinger challenge ourselves, and by extension everybody else, to check in over the month of November with an audio journal about your art. You don't have to share it. You can just do it for the sheer practice of it. But if you do share it, please use the Art Sound Off hashtag so we can all follow along and see who's been checking in on this thing. I'll be back tomorrow with another Thunder Punch Daily. Until then, remember everybody. There was a really wonderful moment in today's adventure story. Bet I can guess what it was. It was when He-Man brought the water out of the lake. No, that wasn't it. Well then, it must have been when He-Man lifted the whole top of the mountain. That was incredible, but that wasn't it either. Well, I give up. The most wonderful moment was when Thad realized he must face his own responsibilities. In that one tiny second, I saw a boy grow into a man. Uh -huh.